This is Never Sleep Again, and you're listening to The Theremin Chronicles. A podcast where we discuss all things sci-fi and horror. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And on today's episode, in honor of Black History Month, which is reaching an end, sadly. Sadly, um, But it doesn't have to be the end because we like to celebrate Black History all year year long. long. Um, But in honor of the world's, or at least the United States, um, (laughs) recognition of Black History Month, uh, we'd like to discuss some of our favorite, like, black films um right. horror and sci-fi films right and by or black at, we mean yeah or, or at least movies that center around a uh, a black character exactly <laughs> yeah. like center around a black character or dealing right. with um black social issues so um yeah all that, all that fun stuff exactly <laughs> there will be spoilers we're not going to hold back on the spoilers so yeah, we're going through like a hundred movies here. <laughs> Not quite that much, but Not quite. This, this is a lot of movies to spoil. Yeah. So if you haven't watched these movies, there will, like like Veronica said, there will be spoilers. Uh, it's a final warning. Yeah. However, uh, if you don't mind spoilers and you like to hang out with us, we love you. Yes. <laughs> we love you and uh, we love you hanging out with us. Yeah, so you can come along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, now, just a quick note. In addition to that, this list is in no particular order. And um, there are plenty of other black horror movies and sci-fi movies um, that we yeah. could have added to the list. But, you know, we'll, we can touch on those another time. So this is right. just a handful. Maybe and- next... Uh, Black History Month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So up first we have Death by Temptation, 1990 by James Bond the Third. Yes, Death by <laughs> Temptation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this movie, okay. Oh, man. This movie's great. Uh, yeah. It deserves to be on this list. It and does. I, <laughs> I can't believe that um I actually hadn't seen it years ago. Mm-hmm. I, I recently saw it with you. Right. I, I saw it as a kid. Yeah. I saw it as a kid. Bits and pieces of it would be on TV. You remember those you remember those rainy Saturday afternoons as a kid? Of and, course. And there would just be random things on the TV. Yes. And, you know, not to not to make us sound incredibly old here, but when we were kids, <laughs> There was no Netflix. There there was no Netflix. Well, no. when Netflix came along, we were still kind of. Like, uh, we were in our we teens. Were, we were in our teens yeah. with the. But during that time, it was when it was the door to door. Yeah, like the mail-in DVDs. Yeah, it was like the mail-in DVDs. Oh, man. Columbia House. <laughs> you know, there wasn't really a bunch of YouTube and a bunch of streaming Mm-mm. services. So there was hardly any internet. Like <laughs> right, there was there was barely any internet. Yeah. We had like Windows like 95 yeah. and stuff and and so back when we saw when I saw this on TV, it was like it was this or it was nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it was this or it was nothing or you were lucky enough to to have a bunch of VHSs of these random horror films and we live in the point is we live in a very a very what's the word i'm looking for um 
technologically advanced age perhaps or quite but privileged yeah okay there you go we live in a in a very privileged time for for movies we can just you can just find them anywhere yeah just uh some people sometimes you can find stuff posted for free on youtube but mm-hmm. but uh but back to death by temptation uh, not gonna lie this movie's hilarious it really is oh man <laughs> yeah. i didn't know what i was in store for <laughs> i knew nothing about this movie which is a shame uh, but when i finally saw it i was not expecting what i got <laughs> right it was campy um but it was it was great like it, i it loved was. it you know what i have ex- because okay so this movie scared me when i was a kid i'm just gonna tell you that straight up this movie scared me when i was a kid and I still expected it to be at least a little bit creepy uh-huh. when watching it again with with you. Yeah. As a full grown married man, <laughs> I still expected to be uh, like I, I still expected it to be a little bit creepy. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out just how funny this movie mm-hmm. really is the some of the some of the cinematography you know made it even funnier like there's this part where somebody's in a car and she turns into this weird alien looking thing (laughs) shout outs to shout out to to dead meat to to dead to the youtube channel dead meat with uh hosted by james a janice he does a kill count he does he does kill counts for movies on his mm-hmm. channel Dead Meat. So shout out to James and his wife Chelsea. Really. Yeah, you know we, we love them, and and he just he really he really accurately describes just how funny this movie is. Mm-hmm. So go check out Death by Temptation on Dead Meat on YouTube when you get the chance. Yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I kind of want to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to watch this movie yes. again. Um, but you know, I I uh, more about this movie. Right. I love that it was like mainly an all black cast. Right. And it was their take on like the succubus. And yeah. um, I like the elements of like faith and religion. We're following this character, James Bond, who. You know, fun fact is the main character. Yeah. <laughs> and also like the director, he, the, director the creator. The director. So um great. Um honestly but I loved it. Honestly, he he was he played his character really, really well. He was supposed to be this wet behind the ears, innocent country country boy mm-hmm. who who's studying to become a a minister. Right. And he plays the role really well i have known people that were kind of like that and it was like he was a spot on <laughs> with it and this movie's taking place in the 90s yeah and you know now if you now if you need a little bit of game or something like you you can you can get a book or you can go on youtube and find somebody teaching you how to be how to be cool right. but like that w- there wasn't any of that back no. then 
So he was just, you know. There wasn't, but he did have. Yeah, he did have the help of his cousin. Kadeem Hardison from A Different World and other things from the 90s. Oh, man. Playing himself. Basically playing himself. Like, I feel like he was one of the best parts of the movie. He was. Like, his acting was really good. Yeah. And um, there was a sequence where they're getting ready to go to the bar slash, like. Oh, yeah, we get a wardrobe sequence. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so, like, this shows James Bond the third's like character and he's yep. changing into these different outfits and Kadeem his character is kind of like you know giving him tips and pointers and kind yeah. of rating his outfits and finally they settle on one but it's so hilarious the scene Ev- everything about this movie is so like late 80s, 80s early 90s, 90s. Yes, I love it very much. <laughs> I also like the aspect of of a, there's a character from an agency kind of like kind of like in oh. some movies where where there's like the van helsing organization or whatever yes. like we have a character that's been tracking the succubus <laughs> for some time okay about that that threw me for a loop right usually i love um that as well like yeah. that addition to um these stories that there's like this agency like watcher or right. you know whatever that's been filed that knows all about these creatures, these creatures or, or entities yeah. yeah but this was just <laughs> it was, for me it just added to the hilarity that there was this guy who was just at the bar the yeah. entire movie and he knew all about what about the holy water the holy water so they, so they get this holy water that they're going to use to to, to they're going to use it on the succubus in battle and so he warns K- uh, Kadeem Hardison's character. He 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 uh, warns Kadeem Hardison's character, and he goes, "All right, so understand when we use this holy water on her, she gonna start slobbering and farting." <laughs> and he just yes. like, slobbering and farting. I forgot who the character was played by. Oh, it's another. We've he's seen another him in legendary. Other oh, I'm gonna look it yeah. up. But yeah, man, another that was legendary hilarious. black actor. We've seen him in plenty of other, in plenty of other black movies. And we definitely did. That was just hilarious. The succubus herself is very funny mm-hmm. with these. With uh, she she tricks she tricks these men, usually men who are in relationships or men with like these secrets. She tricks them and starts trying to use it against them. Yeah. And, and she just has these lines in the movie mm-hmm. that are hilarious. Did you find his I name? I did. What's and his name? Uh, his name is William Goldwyn Nunn. Yeah. And he's actually, he's been in um, Do the Right Thing. Yep. Um, he was in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Yeah, he was Ro- He was Robinson. Or yeah. Ro- he, is it Robinson or Robinson? Uh, What's his name? Yeah, yeah, Robbie Robertson. Yeah, Robbie. Joe yeah. Robbie Robertson. That's right. So he's the one that says, "I heard Spider Man was there." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been in a bunch of things too, and definitely recognized him when I saw him. Right. Um, the woman who played the succubus, like she did, I thought she did a great job playing definitely, that role. Yeah. I feel like so the movie seemed like pretty low budget, but. Again, I feel like they executed it well, all they things did. considered. And it seemed like the cast had a lot of fun. Oh. Like, it seemed like they had a lot of fun playing You know what? Parts. 
the succubus seemed like the type of woman that would be in in something like purple raid she definitely did (laughs) oh man (laughs) with the hair and just like just you know put together well Mm -hmm. so funny (laughs) so yeah this one definitely um belongs on the list death by temptation if you have not seen it, go see it. Go see it immediately. Uh, understand, understand. It, it's not. Don't don't go into it expecting the gold standard of of horror. No. Um. You know, it's we're not saying that. What we're saying is you probably will not be bored watching the movie. Exactly. And hey, uh, if you want to see us do a review of the movie on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Go ahead and write to us. Yep, let us know. Let us know the email. We'll tag the email at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So up next, we have the one. The only. The only. Helen. <laughs> Helen. Yep. And for nah, those who don't I, I, I know. I don't, do a good, I don't do a good Tony time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did a good enough job. <laughs> it's Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. So I Careful feel like, how many times you say that. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, there's oh, there's <laughs> there are mirrors around. Okay. <laughs> Yo, chill. Oh, just stop right there. <laughs> so um, I feel like most of you will know who this is. Even if you haven't seen any of the movies, you've probably heard the name. Right. Right. Um, I know growing up as a kid, even before seeing the movies, yeah. I knew about Candyman. And, um, of course, there are kids who would try to get you to say, it in, to get you to say it in the mirror. And, <laughs> and, yeah, it was pretty pretty scary as a kid. Um, I well, had, yeah. well, I was, it, what scared me even before watching the movie was all the stories about Bloody Mary. Yeah, and that too. So it, it which, um, which the movie is kind of inspired mm-hmm. by that. I heard it was inspired in part from bloody mary and and another story called the hook okay yeah yep and and just um so you're aware this is the Candyman 1992 version right. the original now we know there was a kind of a a, a recall a recall <laughs> we're gonna get into those in another episode <laughs> 2021 we'll get in yeah, yeah we'll talk all about recalls in that yep. one. yep and um so we're not really talking about the recall we're not talking about the 2021 version um we're talking about the original the one that started it all that kicked off the franchise and this movie when I finally saw it as like uh, I had to have been I had to have been like a teenager when I finally saw it. Really? Yeah, I, I saw was much as younger a than a teenager when I saw it. I was a straight up kid. Saw it start from start to finish with the entire family. Okay. It was uh, we we had fun like that. The entire family, mom and dad, brothers and sisters, just like all sitting there watching a horror movie and i think i think it was one of the and i think and i think i kind of have the same story with a lot of these horror movies yeah with with uh you know black people and them and i think the reason why they allowed this was just because there wasn't a lot of those types of movies yeah back then and a lot of the a lot of the black movies back then were 
like well you had like a lot of like john singleton type okay yeah <laughs> right exactly and so it was it was really fresh for all of these to from from the ones in the night from the black horrors from the 90s it was mm-hmm. it was pretty fresh to see something that didn't involve you know like a, it wasn't dramatic it, like the color purple yeah or, or it wasn't like all gangsters, oh, gangsters like, like yeah like boys in the hood or mm-hmm. juice or, or something so yeah right menace to society i could definitely feel that yep right yeah exactly well um i wasn't quite as young as you were but it's the movie still was kind of creepy seeing it yeah. in its entirety yeah. as a teen oh it's still got some creepy imagery yeah it does now um yeah. you know I love that there was like history steeped into the story, yes. like black history. And, um, you know, just the whole backstory behind Daniel Robitaille and right. how he became Candyman was like really, um, really poignant and, Com- and completely believable. Yeah, really completely believable. believable. When because you, we know of so many atrocities that happened exactly then, that say, happened today. Yeah. So um, yeah. I thought that was, you know, expertly done. Good writing. Yeah. Great, great writing. Yep. I remember going to the Blacks and Wax Museum, and a lot of the stories, a lot of the stories sound just like uh, the story of Dan- Daniel Robitaille, wow. really. You know, even just in in parts, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, it's like that. Yeah. I will say um, one of the things that I did like about the most recent Candyman movie was the incorporation of different stories of, um, yeah. you know, yeah, of okay. these atrocities that had been committed to black. I can see that, but I didn't really like that. I didn't really like that aspect of of the movie. I feel like it was, and and this is not me speaking poorly about the director. I heard a lot of great things about about her. Mm-hmm. I think that she did a good job with this movie with uh, with Candyman. I can um, I like the fact that Jordan Peele was involved in that one, but I I prefer the first one to that. And I don't like the idea that they had different like candy men yeah. in it because because of one of one of my main points of what I like the 1992 version for uh-huh. is is that it gave it gave us an iconic black boogeyman. Yeah. So I agree with that. So I- the 2021 Candyman it makes him less Freddy. It makes him less Jason. It's just like if we can have if we had a bunch of Freddy Kruegers that were not, you know, mm-hmm. that were not Robert England, right? Then it would make it less. I feel like it makes it less impactful. It makes it, mm-hmm. you know. I'd have to agree with yeah. you. Now, just to be clear, I did not like that aspect either. Sorry, I don't I just... mean. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean Robert England. I mean if we had a bunch of like nightmare guys that were not right frederick krueger exactly it makes it like oh you know now just to be clear i i don't care for that aspect either i just i appreciated the telling of those stories 
Yes. Because some of the stories were, all the stories were horrific. And I feel like that needed yeah. to be, like more stories like that need to be told. Right. You know, and um, I, I just, I, I felt like it added to the movie. Right. Not the aspect of multiple Candyman. Because okay, I, I definitely I agree, agree with, with you. I feel like Tony Todd is the GOAT. And yeah, I good. love his performance as Candyman. Yep. Um, this is not a, re- <laughs> we're not going to turn this into a, a review of the most recent Candyman. <laughs> but I must say, I did not like how they only, you know, he appeared in like the final sequence of tell the movie. everyone. With a message for all. <laughs> tell, <laughs> everyone. tell everyone. Oh, but um, yeah. yeah, I must say Candyman, the original is uh you know yeah just just what's what's not to love love it's he's all shakespearean and he's kind of like dracula but instead of like you know dracula has his bats Candyman has his yes um um, freddy krueger has his nightmares Mm -hmm. Candyman has his mirrors right you know it's just Uh, it's yeah it's dope and you know, and that's why I say, like, it, it gave us an iconic black boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no secret that in horror movies and slashers, you sometimes root for the boogeyman. Right. And he's easy to root for. Oh, he he's, is. He's, he's easy to root for. And it had that dynamic where he understood Helen and he liked Helen, but he also didn't like things that Helen was doing. You know, she's doing the whole, you know, like, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to save, I'm going to save these people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save this. I, you know what word I'm thinking of, but I don't really want to say I, that, you know. I know. And Candyman is just like, what? But you don't even really believe that I'm real. Right. And you're going to save these without these things. I am nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so now I must shed innocent blood. Like so many quotable has, lines. He has the best <laughs> lines. We're not gonna turn mm-hmm. this into a uh, into a Candyman show, although I feel obliged to do so. I know. I mean, th- his character just works. Yeah. There's such a real sense of danger when you see yeah. those bees. It's like, oh man, uh, something's about. He's about you know to show you up. Messed up. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. There's like. Yeah. You're not getting out of this. No. But, um, yeah. Yeah, the title. Um, I liked that the title sequence, sequence was groundbreaking. The movie starts with an aerial view of Chicago mm. without the camera, without the camera having any vibrations or being shaky. And they did it with a machine called the Skycam, which was revolutionary at the time. So this movie right. made actual... History, not just black history, but mm-hmm. like filmmaking history. Right. And that's that's cool. I think that's so cool. Too. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. Awesome. What about that music? Oh, the scoring? The theme song. Oh. One of the best, of the best horror best. movie scores right. ever. The theme song. Right. There's just You know what? We said we weren't going to turn this into a, a the, into the Candyman requel show. But you know what? <laughs> Something the requel did well mm-hmm. was they made that song even creepier. They did. Yeah. They, they made it even creepier and darker and with the shadow puppets, mm-hmm. with the music Love playing. Love the shadow puppets. The that shadow puppets made it 
made it creepy. Absolutely. I love made that. Made it creepy, yeah. That theme song is just, yeah, you, even he even has a cool theme song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's res- so let's start a new hashtag. Restore the Robitaille verse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bring him back. One Candyman to rule them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We don't need multiple Candyman. No, the original no. <laughs> was, was the best. Let's keep it like that. And with that being said, we're going to move on to our next movie. Yeah. Which is none other than the first uh, feature film produced by the one and only. The one and only. Jordan Peele. That would be. Get out. Get out. Get out. Wow. How did you feel when you saw that one for the first time? I was not expecting that. See, for me, is it was it was a completely unexpected movie. I didn't think it. I didn't expect it to be that good, mm-hmm. and I didn't think that Jordan Peele could give us something that would be this creepy. right. Jordan Peele of Key and Peele, like right. what? I was, I was like the funny guy, <laughs> right? And 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 he is hilarious. Very. But this, like, the tone was so different. I was not expecting it either. Nah, like, I completely I agree with you. I wasn't expecting there, and and it was still funny. Mm-hmm. There were still a lot of moments that were that were really funny. But right. this movie, it had it had some creepy imagery. Mm-hmm. That that family and their secret organization, and the fact that they controlled an entire, basically an entire neighborhood right. of all these people using alchemy mm-hmm. to take over people's bodies and and you know I don't know if I ever talked about this on this podcast yet I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of well I, I as a kid I was a big fan of Christopher Pike books yeah and this was this was uh something that was used Alchemy was used several times in in the, in those books, and some of those those books always ranged from horror to sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And I never seen somebody, I I've never really seen somebody take alchemy and put it into a horror movie. Yeah, and that way I've only ever really read it. And for Jordan Peele to be my the first time I experienced that in a in a modern horror movie. Mm-hmm. Completely unexpected, but I'm I'm glad it happened. Yeah. This movie was actually a scary movie. And I, mm-hmm. it definitely know, was. It was if creepy. you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> yeah, definitely go see it. Um the story itself was pretty unique, pretty fresh. Fresh. I yeah. loved that it wasn't your typical horror sci-fi. Um because kind of borders on sci-fi you know dealing with alchemy and and uh, whatnot um kind of crosses that border a little and like you said very unexpected and the acting was phenomenal uh daniel kaluuya like his acting was excellent everyone everyone in that film um we had lakeith stanfield as well and uh you know just really great. Oh, I forgot her name. Who plays the housekeeper? That one scene. That that one she scene. Killed it. it got me to she, my core. She killed it. You know the scene I'm talking about, where like her 
her persona is like coming through. Right. And oh man, that's it her just... persona's crying while yeah. the other persona is trying to assure yes. him that everything is just fine. And they they now that part did look creepy in the commercial. Yeah. But I thought that okay, well maybe you know maybe just that part's creepy. You yeah. Because no. some things, some things are not, some things are just creepy, because it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's it's like uh, the I forgot his name the the actor who plays Joe Goldberg. He he was talking about how he basically had to do nothing, in a lot of scenes to be creepy because yeah. a guy standing there in his plain <laughs> clothes watching a half-naked woman in her bed who doesn't know he's there. Right. It's just creepy by definition, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, a woman going, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, everything's fine. Tears. It's smiling with tears oh coming out of her. She looks like, that looks like a woman that needs therapy. It's, right. It can be a nerve, that's already unnerving. Mm-hmm. But watching it in its context, I was like, whoa, this yeah. is creepy. Oh, man. Also, um, you know, the social commentary, the way they added that in. Right. Usually there are movies where I just, you know, the social commentary is just in your right. face. They're shoving it down your throat. No subtlety. No subtlety whatsoever. Yeah. But I thought they had a lot of finesse with this one. Yeah. And and I really liked the addition and how they incorporated it into the story. Right. Um. So, yeah, definitely. And for his first, like... Yeah. feature film like in theaters i thought that he really knocked it to out of do the park. It, to do to handle something like that so well yeah because you know i don't really agree with the people that are like oh don't put politics or social and like movies have always been political movies have always had social commentary yeah you just have to do it right exactly so you gotta do yeah. you just gotta do it right you know don't come in here and just have it just all on the nose and yeah. <laughs> and all weird and and uh exclusive mm-hmm. you know you're not including everybody in on the conversation you're not right. showing any other di- dynamics so you know this does all of that it, does. it was very smart more well very smart out. yeah yeah all yeah right. oh the cast was dope yeah uh everybody the um the weird evil organization they were all great Mm -hmm. they were all great they were believable the dad was hilarious (laughs) yes the mom was hilarious i like how the dad was all just like i know what you're thinking you know (laughs) and he just like and because at first i thought oh okay so like he had me convinced i was like Uh okay so they're so they're cool but he was just like really it showed how they can get your guard. Right. You know, people can get your guard down. Make you feel comfortable. Make you feel Eddie's. comfortable. And yeah, uh, yeah. We'll we'll talk more about this movie in an, in another in another show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> so next, I guess I should introduce this one, huh? Yeah. Why don't you introduce <laughs> this one? <laughs> so speaking of unexpected, wow, this one is. The 2019 classic, well, classic to <laughs> us because this got us entirely off 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 guard. Mm-hmm. So this, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. this is Ma, yeah, 
from 2019 yeah. starring Octavia Spencer. Yes. Yeah, this is uh this was uh yeah, this was unexpected because not only is it starring Octavia Spencer, but she is the she is the slasher. Yeah, in she is. This one, she's the one doing the slasher, doing the slashing in this one. Mm-hmm. And I think she I think um she I think she might be friends with the director or acquaintances but she got the she knows the director and she got the phone call from from them and they were like well we want to make a movie Mm -hmm. and octavia she's all like well do i die in like the first nine minutes (laughs) and no and in fact you're gonna be through (laughs) throughout the whole movie because you're the slasher you know how how did you like this one this one i enjoyed it i and i gotta say i feel like it doesn't get enough recognition um, for the fact that it is starring a black woman as the slasher. Yes. Like that's so groundbreaking. Like, right? Can you, off the top of your head, think of any black woman who starred as right. the killer in a horror film? And I'm just gonna be real. Um, not only is it a black woman, but she's not like 19 years old, right? And she doesn't. At least she doesn't appear to be. You know, just like mix like this mm-hmm. is this is playing a character that's assumed to be, you know, kind of middle aged mm-hmm. black woman. Right. And to me, that's groundbreaking. Yeah. And not only that, but it's it's Octavia Spencer. Yeah, she's and great. She gave that role. Like she she really she didn't phone it in at all. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen yeah. her play anything. Um Similar right. to Ma previously. And so yeah. to see her like play crazy, like she, yes. <laughs> in such a manner, like yes. psychotic, I thought that was great. If like, there's one thing about me, if there's one thing I like, it's unhinged characters. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love to see, especially when you see them trying to keep their composure. Mm-hmm. And there's so many times in the movie where you see her trying to keep her composure and then she just she just loses yes. it. Yes. And she just becomes unhinged and, mm-hmm. and she's the goat for this. She yeah, really she, she, she came really through on this came movie. Through. Yeah. Now, is this movie like the best movie or like even up there with some of the other No, of course no. not. You know, but, but it's not her fault. It's not her <laughs> fault. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Um it was fun. You know, I, I really enjoyed the ride. I love the creativity with the plot. It's like mm-hmm. you have this woman who's inviting kids, allowing kids to come over to get drunk. Like she's she's like yeah. the cool aunt or like the cool neighbor who just right. kind of um, the cool best friend's mom who yeah. just lets you come over and hang. You can have a little yeah. bit of like alcohol, but you can only do it here so I can keep an eye on you yeah. like that type of person. But then she just completely flips the script. And so I thought that was cool. Um, I hadn't really seen a story like that before. She got a little cable guy on them. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So similar, but. (laughs) Similar to cable guy. (laughs) Similar, but not exactly. So uh, I had fun with that. And, um, you know. Right. I just really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from Octavia Spencer in a horror movie. And I was not disappointed. And, but besides that, 
it reminds me of horror movies from the 90s and early 2000s like even though this is a 2019 movie that's it really reminded me of that just how how these horror movies kind of used to be and you know that that's good and bad Mm -hmm. at at times but I felt they did it. I felt they did it well. There were some problems that I had with the movie, but you know, but but that, <laughs> but but really, but really, I, you know, these are the points of it that I that I enjoyed. Uh, I definitely recommend you watch it. Like we, like we're saying, you know, we're not ranking these movies. We're not mm-hmm. reviewing these movies right now. We're not. Right. We're not telling you that anything here is like the golden standard. Exactly. But it's you will have fun. Mm-hmm. You will have fun. I don't know if we could be friends if you can't have fun <laughs> watching Octavia Spencer just act a fool in this right. horror movie. Right. It's uh, do yourself a favor and and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Speaking of fun. Speaking of fun. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Does this one deserve a better this one deserves a longer intro? All right. It so, definitely does. So repeat after me every day. I say so. 1995. <laughs> 1995. Clarence Williams the third. Clarence Williams the third. Lord. <laughs> Certified Hood Classic. Oh, definitely. Certified Hood Classic. Certified Hood Classic. Come on, y'all. Tales from the Hood. Oh, man. This movie is why I had nightmares of walking down (laughs) creepy, dark basement stairs into like a hellish universe. Yes. (laughs) Because of Clarence Williams III's. Yeah. uh, uh, Because of his performance as the scary undertaker in this movie this movie gave me chills this movie freaked me all the way out as a kid (laughs) i feel like i probably should not have watched it as a kid oh man there's so much yeah the movie is genuinely creepy and scary yeah oh definitely (laughs) yeah that it's and it's still you know it's, it's still it still holds up. I think it still kind of holds to a, up to an extent. To yeah. an extent, yeah. I'd have to agree. Yeah, it doesn't have all of the, you know, the furnishings we have now right. with movies. It doesn't have all that, so you can't expect. It is 1995, right? The you got to remember the are, effects. You know, are not going to be what they are today, right? But it's a certified hood classic. I told you that already. <laughs> um, as Veronica so eloquently put, <laughs> Clarence Williams. <laughs> Clarence Williams really, he really sells it. Yeah. And they're Clarence Williams the third. Oh. It's uh you will not be bored with this one. Yes. Um anthology horror is is really my thing. I've always liked anthology horror. I was I was a big fan of the 1970s. Tales from the Crypt movie, that's an anthology horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah. And I, I was aware of things like that at the at the age I was. Um when this when when uh Tales from the Hood came out. And so finally there was a black anthology horror mm-hmm. movie that came out and it it tackled different social 
issues, but it remained at its core, a horror right. anthology. Uh, there's what more could you ask for? There's there's monsters mm-hmm. scaring little boys and at night in their room. Yep. There's there's puppets that come alive oh, and and like goodness, and try puppets? to bite you. You, you thought <laughs> Chucky was bad. Just just imagine a bunch of little a bunch of little like puppets mm-hmm. just running. There's there's zombie guys. You know yep. there's like. There's well, there's un there's undead guys in there and yeah, yeah you have the yeah. devil. You right, you right. Know. You you have the whole over you have the whole overarching story, and that's what I like about horror anthology movies is you have the story that's taking place outside of the other little little stories that are going on. Mm-hmm. Usually three, and the pacing was great it is genuinely creepy Mm -hmm. you have great performances by people like david allen greer in there which i wasn't expecting and here's how you know the movie did a good job is as a kid i was aware of david allen greer from in living color Uh but he was still scary (laughs) he was he was still believable in that role right (laughs) right so you know do yourself a favor and and go watch this yeah i mean everything i feel like this movie was just especially for its time it was just done so well and i believe it will live on as it already has as a classic horror film but also just as a classic black horror film right in general and the fact that it was done so well um yeah even back then makes me feel even more disappointed for part two um right you know yeah, i was disappointed now we haven't seen the third one and it seems a little bit more promising but i really wish they just left it with the first tales from the hood They didn't come out with a second or a third because it wasn't really necessary. I feel like that second one, it was such trash. And I really (laughs) hate to say it because it's starring my boy, Keith David. Keith David. um, Legendary voice actor and just actor. Like, he's phenomenal. Yep. And I, you know, I guess if they were to find somebody to replace Clarence Williams III, you know, rest his soul. Because um, he's no longer with us. It would have I, to be somebody like Keith yeah, David. Yeah, it would have to be um, definitely someone like Keith David. But the film did not do him justice. And, it, you know, it was it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, kept, uh, they kept having him say one of those lines that Clarence Williams III said. Yeah, but his, one of his iconic lines. One of his iconic lines, but... The delivery, no, well, the delivery was good, but it was just the placement. The like, placement, you know, it didn't have the right. same effect. It at wasn't all. as impactful because they just kept saying it over and over. Again. Yes, they should have saved it for a moment of the movie where it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, it's cool. Exactly. Nice yeah, I mean, the effects. Oh man, the effects were so bad in this. Yeah. <laughs> It was just everything. I I felt like the stories uh, were not as meaningful. Um, You know, some of the 
some of the more social aspects of them, it was just very, felt very forced. Right. And, um, you know, I, I did not like this movie whatsoever. <laughs> so they really should have just stuck with the first one. One and done. We didn't need it. However many years later, that was like, was like 20 years know, later. Right. The I don't second even one know. Came out. I'm not sure who. I'm just going to say that the movie wasn't for us. And I'm not sure who the movie <laughs> is for. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just that just goes to show you. Um, you don't always need a sequel. No. You, you don't always need a sequel. You don't always need a reboot. You don't always need a prequel. Uh, sometimes the less less said, the better. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, leave a classic a classic. Leave don't a classic touch a it. classic. Don't touch it. And create something new, you know? Right. Yeah, there's plenty of space for new ideas right. and new stories and... That's what I love. And yeah. uh, I wish they had just done that. I would have been happy with something that was a spiritual successor. Okay. Something that was a spiritual successor. And and it could be Tales from the Hood 2, but not called that. Gotcha, but, yeah. But elements that are definitely, you know... There's elements in there that definitely let you know that this is from the same creative mind or creative minds and things that let you know, like, yeah, you know, we're going to give you a little bit of that. But here's a new take. Right. That would definitely that would be cool. Yeah. But alas, we did not get that. Right. Now, we haven't seen the third installment, and I know we're going to have to at some point. I'm kind of Of dreading it. (laughs) Of course. uh, You know, well. We'll see. But definitely see the first one if you have not. Yeah. That's right. So up next, we have... Spawn. Mm-hmm. Spawn. <laughs> 1997, Michael J. White. Yep. Um, great character. He is a Black comic book character, but for the sake of this podcast, seeing as we focus on horror and sci-fi, right? he is right. an iconic horror character as well right. so whenever you take a character that that um that first of all looks like spawn and not only does it look like spawn but it's a character who has this faustian bargain right then that's mm, sounds pretty horror to me it's, <laughs> it's, yeah that's horror to me faustian bargains and and you know like deals with the devil mm-hmm. or a devil-like character and you got chains that come out and and you're still dead but not really you're this you're this undead character that's horror yeah that's that's all the way horror even though it's uh even though he's an image comics character and Mm -hmm. and we don't really we don't really cover like you said we don't really cover comics right comic book movies but we're bending the rules just a little bit yes we're gonna bend the rules a little (laughs) bit for Spawn and characters like Spawn. Right. How did you like this movie? Um, so I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I thought the movie <laughs> was not that good. I, I, I understand why the reception was poor when it came out right. uh, years ago. However, having seen um, 
you know, the, the animated version of Spawn. Which that's right. You saw loved. the animated version yeah. before we watched the Yes. Movie. Right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. It was great to see him characterized in a live action you know, yeah. version of Spawn. So I enjoyed right. that. Um, Michael Jai White, like, he's great. Yeah. See, now my experience was a little bit different than yours. Uh, me having seen the movie as a kid. And so, you know, what I do remember is at that time, there weren't many movies that looked like this one, mm-hmm. let alone let alone starring a black man. Right. And so, of course, of course, that made me want to see this, see this movie. Right. Uh, the movie introduced me to the character of Spawn. Mm-hmm. And so this, you know, it's uh, once again, it's a, it's a black guy, a black guy is Spawn. I, I used to see the mask of Spawn around different comic books and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that Al Simmons was supposed to be, well, Al Simmons, that's who Spawn is. I didn't know Al Simmons was supposed to be black. And, and you know, I didn't understand that. I didn't know that there's other characters that were also black and they were cool. Yeah. You know, even other villains that spawn fights. And I thought I thought that that was I thought that was cool. I saw this before the before the cartoon or any comics. It introduced me to the character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now some of the effects don't hold up. No. that well <laughs> some of the makeup doesn't hold up either right like, it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't hold up that well so you know see this movie don't expect don't expect that when you go into it that it's gonna be on par with some of the superhero movies we have today or or even horror movies that we have today um right. if we had a spawn today that there's if they did it right Mm-hmm. You know, there's many things that our special effects is capable of. Yeah. Now, I'm yeah. not really, I'm not usually in favor of remakes, but I would definitely be down for a Spawn remake. Yeah. Like you said, done right. Um, well, see, a remake is okay when a character's first outing receives such poor reception. Yeah. <laughs> so in this case, a remake could only, like, it like you know what i mean like the starting point yeah it really could only get better (laughs) it could only get Um, better you know (laughs) maybe give us an an no-name actor maybe give us somebody up and coming an up-and-coming black actor yeah give them uh, a title shot maybe a no-name who's albeit very uh, talented or Mm -hmm. give give a shot to somebody who's only uh starred on tv shows and get some good special effects you know don't pretend like you don't know what good special effects right. are because yes. they try to do that in some movies <laughs> there has been horrible see about horrible cgi there has been horrible cgi in like big time blockbuster movies where you're like what yeah it's you like let you that get come on budget. you got the budget you had it <laughs> in the budget so don't do that don't don't be cheap on the budget just mm-hmm. go all out you have to it's spawn he has a whole what is it like necro i forgot what they call it like because i haven't watched it in a while <laughs> um suit he has a suit that's basically it's alive right the suit's alive the suit his is cape cool. the suit's cool his cape is alive use the cartoon 
and the comics as a reference. Yes, definitely. That's what the movie didn't do well. We didn't really get to see him do many Spawn-like mm-hmm. things. Now, the cartoon, um, voiced by Keith David. Yes. Yep, who now, we mentioned previously. Who we mentioned previously. Legendary voice actor. Yeah. Just have Spawn do all the cool things that he did in the show. Yeah. You know, have the chains come out and and just show how brutal he can be and and how he deals with criminals mm-hmm. and, and, you know, in dark alleys and whatnot. Have him moving through the shadows. Don't just... Don't just have him scaling the side of a building. Right. <laughs> they, no. had, they had him just scaling the side of a building <laughs> all obvious and on and on camera. And, you know, that's just not that's just not like a very spawn like thing right. to do. The 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 cartoon was really cool. It which was. the cartoon actually should have just been on this list. It really. should have. I, I know. So, we're so focusing we're, on movies. So so, <laughs> so we're doing it live. Yeah, but it's a good, we're we're gonna do it live. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's all it's uh, the cartoon's cool because it's very, it's very you know, dark and mm-hmm. atmospheric, and you know we get to see his deal go down, the deal he's making with Malbosha, which is kind of like the devil, mm-hmm. and and we see him get his suit, and there's been a major time lapse since he's been dead right you know and he makes that deal after he dies and you know he does a lot of lurking in the shadows he sometimes becomes one with the shadows he could he can he can grab you with chains he can grab you with his cape Mm -hmm. his cape is a lot like dr strange's cape but but just a little bit more goth (laughs) a little bit more gothic much like a he's kind of like a vampire he can um besides that he can drive you mad and if he had none of those things he could still whoop you because he was like a he was like a special he was special ops and right. a, and a mercenary so he still has all of those skills really really cool character mm-hmm. yeah so go see spawn go see spawn um, but even more so than seeing the movie make sure that you also see the animated series yes so you can have um kind of a basis for who spawn really is and how he truly behaves and what his personality is like and why he deserves another movie yes another movie yes all right so that brings us to our next film that would be the movie us us Yep. 2019. Yeah, 2019, starring Lupita and Yongo. Winston Duke. Yep. And Risha. <laughs> yes. Risha. Also, also known as. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Character from Black Panther. Mbaku. Yeah. <laughs> Mbaku. <laughs> and playing an entirely different character here. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't really familiar with Winston Duke outside of the Black Panther. And I thought he did great in both films. And in this one, again, playing a completely different character. He's just kind yeah. of, you know, a dad. And uh, let's be completely honest. Like, it's it's just the duality that you would expect from most modern black men. You know, <laughs> on one end, we're on, on one hand, we could be like the dad. 
from us and on the other hand we're in Baku. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Very accurate. <laughs> okay. Yep. So um I thought I thought all the actors, um, you know, I thought their acting was great in this movie. This is another Jordan Peele feature film and his second one to come out again received to um you know excellent it received an excellent reception yeah you know just across the board i feel like most people enjoyed right. this movie although some people compared it to get out some people tried to compare it to get out a little too much and and all i kept thinking at the time was get out was great mm-hmm. but it it's a different movie it really it's, is it's yeah. a different movie it's about a different thing get out is great but get out is get out and and us is, is us. us yeah now i must admit that the first time i saw this movie um i did think it was quite creepy and i thought it was done well but um like you said there are people who were comparing the two movies right. and i feel like i kind of uh you know fell into that category i did compare them a little bit and i should not have because they are two separate movies um, but if I was comparing them, I probably would prefer Get Out just a little bit more. But Us, it was just, you know, it's it's its own movie, its own story. I thought it was still done well, you know. Definitely done well. Yeah. I love the aspect of there being this whole other world, like underground. Literally. Yes, literally. <laughs> Um, where everyone has a double. I went into this not knowing exactly what to expect because I feel like Jordan Peele does a really great job of just showing you tidbits here and there of the film and the trailers, just enough to kind of give you a feel of the tone of the movie and to let you know um, that it's going to be kind of creepy. And, um, you know... So with this movie, after seeing the trailers, I still did not know what we were dealing with. And so I'm seeing this little girl and she's at a carnival on a pier and she sees an image of herself. And it's actually a double. I didn't know if this was like some kind of a demon. Doppelganger. Yeah, a doppelganger, some kind of demon right. entity. I didn't know what we were dealing with. And um you know, interestingly enough, Jordan Peele, like, especially with his next movie, Nope, it seems like he's on this track to really just being like a horror director. Oh, you know, I wonder if that's right. just what he's going to continue to put out or if he is actually going to try to tap into other genres. But, um, you know. Well, we kind of seen him do that a, a little bit already because I think Keanu, uh, that movie that he did with with uh, with Key, I think that came out after. We'll have to fact check out? it. Yeah, I think it came out after Get Out. Okay, we'll have to look. Into <laughs> so that. we'll have to look into that. Yeah. But either way, um, I think I think it's obvious Jordan Peele is here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either way, we look at and and I'm glad you know because he's so far he's consistently either put out good work or has been involved in in good work. Yes. Like his involvement in Candyman 
I can't hate on that movie. No. At all. Yeah. And there were aspects I didn't care for, but right. I didn't think it was a bad movie. Like I thought it was pretty solid, you know. Right. Right. And if these movies and, you know, sometimes as much as we don't really care for requels and reboots and and soft reboots here, um, if nothing else comes of these characters, then these characters can sometimes phase out of existence. And that's not mm-hmm. good. No. So, <laughs> no, yeah. we don't want that to happen. <laughs> right. So, um, what, so some things I liked about this movie is genuinely, and we mentioned one already, but yeah. some genuinely creepy moments. Definitely. Are in, are in the movie. You know, besides the social commentary that we've come to expect of Jordan Peele at this point. Right. Uh, there's, he doesn't let that overshadow the fact that in a horror movie, you need genuinely creepy moments. Mm-hmm. And this movie delivers. You can go ahead and fake and pretend like you, like, well, I, you know, that you, maybe you've seen all these gory movies and whatever, but like gore is not just creepy, not really creepy to me. It's just gore. Right. You know, Jordan Peele makes it creepy. You know, like the doppelgangers. Yes. It's creepy. You know, when they show up and whatnot and mm-hmm. they're just kind of lurking. When they show up for the first time and they're just standing there. <laughs> yes. And you can hear you can hear the musical cues. I think it's hilarious yeah. because the way they were standing there reminds me of... Um, if you've ever seen those stickers like on the backs of minivans of like the the stick figure families, like, (laughs) you know, so, you know, it's like a family, like a a soccer mom or or dad or somebody like driving that van with their children in it. So that's what it reminded me of. It's like, but they're from this other world per se. Right. And they are not a happy, perfect family. No. So, and they're not happy that, you're up here living in paradise. Exactly. And it's just, you know, I hate to spoil the movie, but you're, you know, you're you're listening. So <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you being here yes. with us. So I like the fact that the whole family survived the movie. Usually in in, in those types of movies, like you know, the dad is going to get killed. Yeah. It's really corny. Yeah. I always thought that that was stupid. Ugh. Jordan Peele is my hero because he came and he said he, was, he came in. And, and I just like to imagine that he has the typical he had. I, I like to imagine somebody hands him a typical horror movie outline like, <laughs> oh, you know, the, the family goes to a haunted house and the dad dies. <laughs> Or like the family goes to the haunted house and everybody dies. <laughs> or and, and I just see Jordan Peele just looking at that script and just like crumpling it up and like and like throwing it like into like a fireplace. Like that's stupid. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like the, the family's gonna live for right. all their. You know how much abuse does like do the heroes need to go through? It's yeah. just no. Now <laughs> I will say at the end. There's some ambiguity as to whether or not Red was able to successfully take the place of the mom. However, if she did successfully take the place of the mom, it was only fair because they switched places when they were children. Here's why I disagree. Oh, tell me. 
So I disagree with that because she, first of all, the doppelganger is still um, at, at her core is just a little girl and wouldn't know and wouldn't know the consequences for her actions as a little girl. She received a lot of therapy and that's her family. Yeah, she met you know what? she yeah. met Winston Duke's character. She fell in love with Winston Duke's character. Yes. They mothered and fathered two young children. That's her family. Okay. Uh, now, what happened to the other girl was messed up, but in a in a sick, twisted way, she didn't do bad for herself. <laughs> she became she became a leader of people she had she had um all these individuals all under her employee they at the end of the movie we see that the worldwide was affected by this she's the leader of that and also it it also like and this is this might be a major plot hole too it's like she knew how to escape that place. She learned how to escape that place. Uh, so why start a family? Why start an adjacent family down there with the other doppelgangers? Why watch this woman for the shadow? Uh-huh. Why not do the why not do the classic like this? Why not do the class? Why not show up when this woman was like in high school? And just be like, this woman is an imposter. <laughs> you know, like, why well, go through all the, you, you know what so I'm saying? So I guess, yeah. She could that, talk. That would, the other yeah, one, the, little, the other little girl couldn't talk. This this one could talk just fine. I guess that would be a plot hole. Like, why yeah. didn't she ever leave? Right. Was she trapped down there? Was she lost down there? I mean, these are doppelgangers of everyone basically in America. Right. So we can only imagine that the tunnels were expansive. So maybe she couldn't find a way out. I guess it's left up to our imagination. So it leads me to wonder, did she really do okay? Like, (laughs) if she was really trapped down there, like, like, if she was really, (laughs) if she was trapped down there, dude, like, people couldn't even talk to her. She was eating rabbit, raw rabbit. That's all they had. Ah, yo, chill. Not cool, not cool. And it seems like once you're down there, you're kind of stuck mirroring whatever your, your, your alternate is doing. So that's the reason why she ended up, you know, with the um, underworld version of like Winston Duke and, and having children. She was forced to do in in her, in her uh, monologue that she gives in the living room (laughs) to her alternate. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> she it basically explains like she was forced to kind of do the things yeah. that she her her double did, um, even though she was originally from the surface world. Right. Once she was down there, she just kind of had to mirror what was going she on. Assimilated. Here, so. Yeah. And and mirroring is a big part of of that movie. Right. Uh, I, I would like to point out, although I said that. She did well for us. I said, I said, in a sick, 
and twisted way. Yes. Okay. So I want to I, I want to <laughs> I wanna clarify way. in a sick and twisted way. She did well. For, to be honest, I really I, I really wish they could just give us an official explanation. Yeah. For how she couldn't just because so, she was she's clearly intelligent. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, once again, in a sick and twisted way, she did well for herself because it's not all that easy to organize and manage people and and come up with sophisticated uh come up with sophisticated strategies Mm -hmm. like that that was just some real she had to come up with that was military tactics right they had to plan they had to plan their attack on the the people that live on the surface and a part of that, she would need the skill of delayed gratification. Right. So she's, uh, which is sometimes a sign of, which can sometimes be a sign. I'm no expert, but mm-hmm. they, I, I've heard that that could be a sign of high intelligence. Okay. So, you know, so, you know, albeit this is very sick. <laughs> and the more we talk about it, I just think about how sick this was and how awful it was of that little girl to do it. But I yeah. don't think she understood what, like, I don't think she understood the, the consequences. Uh-huh. And this leads us up to a very creepy moment in the movie where they're in the car, where they're in the car at the end and they're driving and the little boy's looking at the mother, and she's looking at him, and he's looking at her, and he just puts that mask on. Yeah. Even now, that kind of gave me chills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that kind of gave me chills down mm-hmm. my spine. Like, you know, I, I'm 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 just being real with you. You know, I, like like our guy Tony Baker. You know, I'm not trying to be tough guy McGurk. <laughs> <laughs> you could you could go ahead and pretend like you tough guy McGurk, but it, the movie's creepy. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget. I can't forget. I love that the dead didn't die. I already said that, but the theme song, well, oh, yeah. kind of the theme song of the movie. I don't know why it ended up being so perfect, but it really I got was. five on it mm-hmm. by the Loonies. That was just so perfect. The 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 remix that they were using. Mm-hmm throughout the movie and and in the trailer i remember when that song came out and i never thought of it being like <laughs> i never thought of it being used in a horror movie yeah. i never thought that you can make that song sound all atmospheric well, why would and, you especially because right. of the subject matter <laughs> right of the song it's like right just about having fun yeah but it fit <laughs> Perfectly, it like, fit perfectly in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice, light, good, light note to end up. <laughs> well, I do want to say one more thing about um, regarding the movie. Right. Like, I feel like Lupita and Yongo, like she deserves like a standing ovation for definitely. You know, playing yeah. these two roles. We saw a clip, um, like yeah. a behind the scenes clip, where they had to kind of cut a scene for a moment, and. She just stayed in character and the character of Red the right. entire time. It was one of the creepiest things ever. She's like, <laughs> she's like answering the director off who's off screen, and she's just like just staying in character. She's like, she was not she's breaking. Crying. Yes, there's like tears. <laughs> 
coming from her eye oh, and she is just not breaking character and uh you know i thought she was great in this movie that's a person that knows their craft yeah right there and it her performance highly commendable yeah and yeah mm-hmm. yeah just just go see that movie yes go see that movie watch it watch it again it was a good yes. movie great all right so moving forward let's do it the next movie in our list again uh in no particular order is a netflix produced um i believe it was produced by netflix but it nonetheless so. no, that no, was how it was, was released on. yeah yeah that's how we saw it yeah that's and how we saw it movie is his, his house. house yeah, yeah sorry 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 for the viewers that are listening to this you know up until the moment that we watched it you know what i kept singing because of what the movie because of the title of the movie i it just made me want to go whose house <laughs> his house whose <laughs> well thankfully i did not have that song in my mind <laughs> you know? just some titles some titles just remind me of songs and just you know that's okay so, it yeah. happens to the best of us fortunately it Cringe, didn't happen right? for me with this movie <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah. this movie took me by surprise Definitely. Um, just because it was filmed really really well and um the acting was great i thought that um the scenes were quite beautiful it's not at all something that i expected to see on netflix of all places no no um for those of you who don't know it's basically the story of um a couple they're sudanese refugees and they're able to successfully relocate to um just outside of london and they have um they're there kind of on a temporary visa they have to kind of prove themselves within the society and and based off of the rules that um, they're being governed by in order to maintain their status. And we have this entity, though, that starts to haunt haunt the couple. Yeah. Yeah. And it it haunts them in such a way that it affects their their Their, mentality. It affects um, their behaviors and kind of puts them in jeopardy of losing their status as refugees um, in that town. So, because it does a good job at making them appear to be two very unstable exactly. people. Yes. So this movie did have its creepy moments for sure. Right. Um, I thought the way it was filmed was actually like very, like it provided a good amount of realism. Um, I loved the scenes of Sudan and um like the flashbacks right yeah and the entity was something that i had never heard of but apparently it's from um kind of like sudanese folklore yeah yeah it's a type of witch that um if you if you stole something it wants you to repay it right and so in this story I, I thought this was awful when we finally found when out what finally, happened. It's really sad. We kept seeing these glimpses, like flashbacks of their escape from, um, I think it was South Sudan. 
With a little girl. Yes, with a little girl. And something happens when they're in the water on the ship traveling to um, to Great Britain, I, I presume, um, where they ended up. And yeah. a lot of people die in the water. The couple, they were able to survive, but the little girl dies as well. They lost her at sea. Yeah. yeah. And then we come to find out this was not even her their daughter. We're seeing her throughout the movie. We're seeing flashbacks of what happened. Um, we're seeing her image because her image appears to them at different times in the movie. Yeah. Come to find out she was not even their daughter. No, they just they, they just stole her. Yes. And and claimed to be like, well, oh, like take us and our daughter, take exactly. us and our daughter. They were only allowing parents people with children people onto with children, the, yeah. the bus oh my goodness and then she dies so that right. thing was there basically to make them pay to atone for what they had done i don't remember the i, I don't remember the part of her I, I remember the part of her dying at sea yeah but i feel like i remember it kind of being their fault where they i feel like they kind of could have done more they could have done more to try know. to save her. I don't want to say that that's exactly what happened, but I feel like that's what it looked like. So it makes it, it, it kind of makes it even more just a real grisly yeah. movie. Right. Cause the whole time you're, you're actually, um, they do a good job of making you really feel for the couple and their predicament and they do a great job with character development but and so you're you're really rooting for them basically you're rooting for them the whole movie and then you realize they've done this heinous thing yeah. and even then you kind of feel for them because they're in a situation where they likely would die if they didn't get on that bus they had lost many people we see a flashback of the wife where mm -hmm. she was, her life was only spared because she hid within this classroom. But everyone she knew, they were slaughtered by gunmen. Yeah. And so you still feel for them even after knowing this heinous thing that they did. Right. Um, you still kind of feel for them because that might have been their only way to, only way to, to live. Escape. You know, their only way to escape. They had such a bleak situation where they were. Right. And... Yeah. But at the same time, you feel bad for this other mother whose daughter was taken and right. died, essentially, you know? Right. So um, I thought the story was great. Um, you know, they added some some complex themes in there. And yeah. I, I, I thought they really did it. They did it really well. I think so. I, I found like I can't really say that I was really rooting for them in, in, in the, in the most basic sense of it. Uh, and I'll, you know, I'll explain myself. I found, yes. I found the movie to be thought provoking and complex in that, that I, I had mixed feelings about the characters mm -hmm. because I didn't like what they did, but I understand why they did it, even though I wouldn't have done that. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be in a situation right. like that where you have to, you got to think fast. Mm -hmm. And although what they did was messed up, they were in a really messed up 
situation. It's kind of like when you when people hear stories about things people have done in war where maybe they they could have fought and they hid or something and yeah. and you or you hear things that like, you know, br- brutal things people have done in war, but if you haven't been in war, right. You, you don't know. You, yeah, you, you don't know how you're you going to react. There, you don't know, you have no idea how you would react. It's easy for you to say this person what this person did and that person did was wrong, but mm-hmm. and and of course we're of course it all depends on what we're talking about here. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, less said about those other things the better. We're not we're not talking about literal war crimes. We're just we're talking no. about, you know, the usual. Yes. <laughs> you no, know, yeah. I found the entity to be pretty creepy. Right. Um, I didn't know what we were dealing with. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it wanted. The mystery helped. Yeah. The mystery helped the creep factor. I think if going in, I think if we knew what this, if we knew the lore around it, oh, it still would have been creepy, Mm -hmm. but I liked that it was something that we didn't know. Yeah. And that's the thing you, it's always, you know, if, if, and I'm not going to say I'm not going to. Well, what I was going to say was if you're a real fan of horror that you would do what I'm going to say next. But that's not true. But what helps sometimes if you're looking for something, if you, I will say this. If you're a fan of horror and you're looking for something fresh and you're looking for something that might be like a new type of creepy for you. Try to get into some things that you don't really know. Yeah. Try to watch some movies like this one like this. where. We don't really know anything about Sudanese folklore, Mm-mm. and that made it more creepy. We don't. We didn't know what to make of this. Is it a what a vengeful spirit? Is it a is it a ghost? Is it mm-hmm. a demon? Is it vampires? Or are these things literal ghouls like the undead? We didn't know, and it took us. It took us to actually look some things up after the movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, just like what Jonathan was saying, like certainly look into some of these movies. I yeah. guess now like the hot the hot term is uh, elevated horror and <laughs> <laughs> not to get bougie or, you know, right. <laughs> you know, it, they do bring horror to another level. You know, yep. it, it's it's a little more thought provoking and um you know, I, I do enjoy horror movies like this, and I, I I love the fact that it's starring, you know, this couple yeah. from Sudan. You know, I I think it we it really needs no explanation why it's important to see black people in roles like this right. um, when it comes to any genre of movie, and um, you know, we love all the other movies out there that um, have really interesting storylines and, and great characters, but it's just something special to be able to identify on a more personal level uh, with the character. And so, um, you know, yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought this was great seeing it, them in this role. It is. And you know, it, it has social commentary but it's it's diff it's different social commentary. What we're used to seeing in these horror movies is it's 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 social commentary is usually things that are happening in the United States. Right. Whether it's whether it's about 
black people or whether it's about social justice in general, it's usually very centered on America. This tells the stories about other people and what they're going mm-hmm. through. And it's using, it's doing this through a horror movie medium. And in the movie, I just liked how, you know, it gave you the real horror stuff, like, you know, the ghost haunted yeah. house stuff. But then at the same time, it, you know, it, it was just really, and I think that's why the movie just really just kind of, it's so heavy. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. man, I remember this movie being a really heavy movie. <laughs> it was. And, yeah. and the reason why is because it gives you the real deal horror stuff without pulling punches but then it shows you it shows you the real life yes stuff that's just you know they're trying to escape this really hot zone mm-hmm. there's people being gunned down in classrooms gunned down in the streets uh, there's you know there's rival regimes fighting each other there's regular people getting caught in the middle yeah. uh the 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 wife explains that she had to play both sides of wherever she was just to survive. Mm-hmm. And then they take you from that to a situation of somebody, people trying to get their shit citizenship. And then it takes you from that to just a haunted house. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, they don't give you any, they don't <laughs> really give you any time to really just like, to really just reacclimate, to you know, right. catch your breath. Yes. You know, it's just, <laughs> Heavy thing after heavy thing. Mm. So go ahead and go ahead and give this movie, give this movie a try. Definitely. Give it a shot. You know, it made for a really compelling film, and so right. yeah, we think that you'd enjoy it. Yeah, if you gave it a try, give it a you shot. <laughs> All right, so we are nearing the end. Yeah. Of our lists for today. Again, this is not a complete list. It is just it is uh, a handful, if you will, of yeah. some of the films. You know, and lists like this are never really meant to be completed. They're they're meant to be built upon. Mm-hmm. There, it's a discussion that's meant to create more discussions like this. I fully agree with you. And so, without further ado last but not least oh certainly not (laughs) least let's you know what um you remember him from new jack city (laughs) you remember him from demolition man yeah yeah right everybody's cool uncle absolutely everybody everybody definitely everybody's cool yes (laughs) (laughs) The one, the only. The only Wesley Snipes as, as Blade. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And and this one we're this le- this last point we're making, uh, this is we're gonna cover the whole Blade franchise. Yeah. With this one, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and that means we're talking about Blade, nineteen ninety eight. Then Blade 2, 2002. Then Blade Trinity, 2004. Starring yeah. Wesley Snipes and, and a bunch of other um, people. There was always... I didn't really dislike any of the other main cast members in any of the movies. I just realized no. that now. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as the first Blade is concerned, I, I was a kid when this movie came out. Much like when... 
much like being a kid when the when Spawn came out. And it introduced me to this character. Yeah, just like with Spawn, it was this movie that introduced me to the character of Blade. I didn't really know about I didn't really know much about Blade or Spawn. I didn't know they were black. I wouldn't have expected them to be black just hearing about the character. And, you know, as a as a young black kid, this was really, really important. Right. That that um that I meet these characters, <laughs> so to, so to speak. See, I, I and, and in Blade, in the case of Blade, I had no idea that there was a black half vampire character <laughs> with his own Marvel comics, uh-huh. with his own Marvel comics comic books, and I just I just thought it was dope. All the movies, all the movies, although there were you know aspects of the movies that that I didn't care for at times, just the character Blade themselves and, and, you know, Wesley Snipes doing a bunch of his own stunts and, you know, doing his Kung Fu mm-hmm. and killing these vampires, his, his one-liners, his, his, the very quotable moments. <laughs> and there it's just, what's, what's not to love, right. you know, in the first movie you have, Steven Dorff as Deacon Frost and mm-hmm. and he was cool just in the in the main characters in each of the movies I didn't really I didn't mind them I thought they were cool in the second movie we get Rod Perlman and in the third movie we get um we get a young Ryan Reynolds and oh, I right. and I think yeah. was that Jessica Biel in there mm. I can't remember if it was Jessica Biel or or not, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, I'm more yeah, familiar we, with the first. With the first one, yeah. yeah. Although I saw the others, uh, the first one just stuck with me the most. Definitely, well, that that one was the most iconic. Mm-hmm. That one was the most iconic. Again, I mean, you you can't really do much better, and that's and that's the problem that the the sequels had, is that you can't do any better than Wesley Snipes as Blade and Stephen <laughs> Dorff as Deacon Frost. Yeah. And of course, um, we got my guy, <laughs> my guy, <laughs> my guy as Whistler, Chris mm-hmm. Christofferson. Chris Christofferson as as Whistler after Blade, he is the best part of those movies. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Chris Christofferson is the guy creating all the gadgets and creating all the cool vehicles mm-hmm. and and he's a cool aging vampire hunter it's just yeah yeah you got to do yourself a favor and see see this movie definitely see, see all watch all <laughs> watch all have a marathon them. exactly <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah like for me the first time i saw blade was definitely back in the day i actually saw it with my dad And um, I just thought he was so cool. I bet. You know, like like you said, (laughs) no, just really like like you said, um, especially back then for a character like Blade, you wouldn't really expect that he would be portrayed as black. Right. You know, especially seeing him on the big screen in a live action film, you you wouldn't typically see that and so i just thought he was just so cool he really wesley snipes really played that character really, really. <laughs> i feel like everybody just wanted to be a day walker after seeing i think this so movie. 
I think so. Yes. And, um, you know, it, it, now it makes me think of movies like Underworld and, um, you know, other other movies that are have kind of a dark undertone with them. And vampires vampire, doing kung fu. Exactly. Swords and yep. guns. And I know Precisely. I want it to be a day walker. Oh, yeah. Yep. So just such a cool character, and he did a great job. I feel like we don't see enough of Wesley Snipes nowadays, and that's kind of sad. I think the last yeah. thing we saw him in was not a horror or sci-fi movie. It was Coming to America too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know. It was good to see. It was good to see Unc. <laughs> it was good to see him. I should also mention that I believe that Blade, the movie, did not only introduce me to Blade, but it also introduced me to the whole the whole thing about Dampiers. And, and what a Dampier is, is a half-human, half-vampire. And that wasn't really a concept that I really, that I really know, knew about at that time. At that time, we didn't have anything like Blood Rain. Mm-hmm. And she's another half human, half vampire, and kind of the same situation as as Blade, where you know yeah they have all of their strengths but none of their weaknesses. Yeah, which I feel like that in in both cases, uh-huh. or in a lot of cases when when uh, dealing with dealing with uh, half vampire half humans or dampiers or halflings uh-huh. i feel like when people say none of their weaknesses <laughs> i feel like that's okay. kind of not true because they still have the thirst and that's definitely a weakness oh yeah so it's just like even even blade he he had to sustain himself with with this type of serum mm-hmm. that he had to take or else he would just really he would just hulk out right so I think if they took away the thirst, if if they yeah. if he truly had none of their weaknesses, he would be way OP. Right. Like that's right. that just wouldn't be fair. <laughs> yeah, because it's Wesley Snipes. Yes. So we hear we heard that uh, Mahershala Ali was is going to be mm-hmm. the new Blade, and if that's not Black History, oh, I know. I just don't know what is. I'm definitely <laughs> looking for that forward to that. Again, it's another remake, but right. you know, I'm okay with this one. I'm okay because I feel like he would do justice to the role. He definitely will. And it's another thing that deserves a remake because back then, back then we didn't have the same effects. And some of the effects don't that are from the Blade movies, they really don't hold up as well as today. And to be fair, Blade is a Marvel Comics character. And now comic book movies are exploring share, like shared universe mm-hmm. or shared stories. And and how and back back in the day when these comic book movies would come out, there wasn't really a lot of there wasn't really a lot of overlapping of the different character stories, mm-hmm. which you know, back then that wasn't a thing that was done. And a lot of people wish movies would go back. A lot of people wish that comic book movies would go back to that format. And I understand that, but that just doesn't make sense because in the comic books, 
the characters interact right. with each other in Marvel. People, different characters are aware of each other, even if they don't see each other. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense to reboot Blade to go ahead and bring him into to bring him into the story, yeah. bring him into the conversation. It wouldn't be fair for us to have all these stories like Moon Knight and all these other characters come in and there's no Blade. Come on. Like that's, you know, they better not do that. Hopefully they will do better as far as that's concerned. (laughs) Right. And uh, give us the stories that we deserve. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, they have to remember that he's also a cool vampire. Yes. So like, and that's what they did. And that's one thing they didn't forget with the, with the Wesley Snipes blade. Not at all. It's a cool vampire killing other vampires with a cool sh- sword, mm-hmm. cool gadgets. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, but I, I that's one of the reasons why I feel like Mahershala Ali will do it justice because he's got that. Like, right. you know, he can play cool. And um, so I, I think he would definitely, um, right. he's a good fit for this role. Definitely. And I think Wesley Snipes likes him. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I I, that, he yeah. tweeted something. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of. Look at that. Black excellence. Yeah. Black excellence. To be to. It's always good to not only be celebrated, but to celebrate. Exactly. You got to celebrate and be celebrated. Yeah. And so on that note, um, that is our uh, incomplete list <laughs> right? <laughs> of some of our favorite black um, films, yeah. uh, fa- some of our favorite, I should say, black horror sci-fi films. Right. Um, just, you know, just to kind of give you a little idea of some of the, the mm-hmm. movies that we enjoy. Yeah, definitely. And we do hope that you will take some time, check some of these movies out, watch them all if you'd yeah. like. And, uh, you know, let us know. We appreciate your feedback. Let us know right. what you thought of these movies. If you've already seen them, tell us, did, did you like them? Do you feel like yeah. uh, they deserve a spot on our list? Or <laughs> or if you felt like there was something we missed and that should have been on the list. Yes. Go ahead and email us. Yep. As always, you can reach right. us at neversleepagainreviews at gmail.com. Or you can always send us a message on Instagram or Facebook at Never Sleep Again Reviews. Yeah. And also don't forget that you can check in and hang out with us on YouTube yep. at Never Sleep Again, where we post weekly movie reviews and more. Well, we thank you for listening with us. Yeah. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Veronica. And you've been listening to The, the Theremin, Theremin Chronicles. Chronicles.